This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's the Mike Francesa Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to the Mike Francesa Podcast. And remember, the Mike Francesa Podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app for all of your uh, wagering needs, and there's a lot going on right now, obviously, with the NBA uh, semifinals, with uh, hockey, with uh, the PGA Championship beginning today at Oak Hill, uh, and the Preakness, where we're going to talk about. And uh, Brad, let's do it this way. It's a very, very uh, select field of eight, to say the least, and not a very distinguished one. Let's hold Mage to last and take him from the top. Baffitt's been talking national treasure up a lot. What's your thoughts? Well, he's basically a second-string horse if you put it in the context of all Baffert's horses through the years. He certainly would not be a stellar horse in the Baffert stable in a normal year, but this is a, a down year for the Baffert barn. It looks like it might be a down year for three-year-olds in general. National treasure was uh, fast enough with Blinkers as a two-year-old first-time starter to run a 44-and-one-half at Del Mar last year, and he wired a sprint field that included a practical move of, of course, is going on to be one of the top three-year-olds this year. Then National Treasure stretched out versus the top of the division in two grade ones. He couldn't make the lead in those races because there was an even faster Baffert barn mate in those races, Cave Rock, who is just a flying quick sprinter. Now, National Treasure had tough outside posts in those contests, he gamely kept trying, not able to make the lead. Uh, he was only beaten in those races by Cave Rock, that faster horse, and Forte, who, of course, was the two-year-old champion. Now, two back in his three-year-old debut, he came off a, a, a couple-month layoff. He took, he took blinkers off, I think, significantly, because I think the plan was to teach this horse to rate and rally because the feeling was he may not have been quick enough to be one of those monster front runners. He cut back to a mile. It was only a five-horse field. Three of them were Bafferts. It was basically a Baffert barn intramural. Uh, the other two Baffert horses had more recency. Reincarnate sent and held on in that race. Newgate, the runner-up, another Baffert, had a clean trip and rallied to get second. He subsequently won a stakes race in California, but then was sidelined. Now, in that effort, with the blinkers off, National Treasure broke tepidly. He was hesitant. He rated. it. Uh, he ran against a big speed bias. All three routes that day were won by uh, speed at Santa Anita. He was inside. He moved outside. He moved back inside. He came back out again all over the place. He finished well. He galloped out well. Then he had an interrupted schedule, some hiccups. Switched to Yak Team because of the Baffert ban at Churchill for the Derby. He came off a three-month layoff in the Santa Anita Derby. Still did not wear those blinkers was hung wide, was close to a very fast pace, had traffic in the stretch, finished better than anybody in that race. He wasn't flying, but he was grinding gamely. Another good gallop out. 
practical move with the winner, got a perfect trip. Uh, Mandarin slew the runner-up, got a really good inside-out trip. Skinner, the third-place finisher, made a good wide move, but still had a cleaner trip than National Treasure did. Now National Treasure is back to Baffert. The blinkers are coming back on. The drills are faster. There's more distance. I always thought this horse wanted to run longer. His pedigree is a little bit ambiguous, but he always gave the impression that there was more to give, and he just needed to find a rhythm. This is a different setup. He has the one post. He has blinkers. He's going to make the lead. He's always given the impression there's more there in the right situation when he gets in rhythm than he's been able to give with tough setups. Very, very dangerous horse. Chase the Chaos, Coffee with Chris, Red Root won nothing there. Let's go to Perform. Perform, all maiden races, breaks his maiden, goes in the Tessio and wins it, uh, and they supplement him. If Shug McGee is going to supplement a horse to the Preakness, he means business. He would not do it otherwise. He would talk his connections out of it otherwise. He's a dead closer. Uh, from what we see, what he from that was his best race at least with the last one. Um, what do you think of perform? Well, he had he, as good as those connections are, and they are the best. They thought this horse was a sprinter. Uh, he had had already four races of foundation and was first time Lasix when he pressed a first time starter named Madge in a January Gulfstream Park maiden race. He pressed Madge, and he wilted. I think at that point, the connection said, we have to try something different. So they took a shot. They dropped down from a $70,000 purse Gulfstream maiden race to a $29,000 purse in a Tampa Bay maiden race. And they stretched him out. Now, he had a lot of pace to help him out. He had a bias to help him out. He ran against weak horses, but he showed excellent acceleration counterintuitively, going longer but employing a different style. Instead of being attacking the pace or close to the pace, rallying. So two completely different things, and it really worked. Then in the Tessio last time out, that race you alluded to, Mike, he stretched from a mile and 40 yards to a mile and an eighth. He was aided by a really fast pace again. The surface was dull. Uh, had a very strong rallier's bias also. He did, however, spend significant time in that race on a very, very dull rail. Now, it was a weak field. They staggered, absolutely staggered the last three sixteenths. But this horse was nowhere. He rallied super athletically through traffic. He looked like a top-notch football broken field runner. You know, uh, think Johnny Rogers returning that punt return yep. in the 1971 Nebraska-Oklahoma game. That's really what it reminded me of. And it's a replay worth watching just to see how athletic these thoroughbreds can be when they're flying and they have to dart through holes and get through traffic. It was an outstanding performance. Now, though, there's no Lasix. It's a better field. There's likely less pace. But, Mike, you are dead on about Shug McGahee. Regardless of ownership pressure, if he did not think this horse would be competitive, if he thought this horse was going to embarrass himself and others, He's not he would running. not run no how, no way. If it's another this guy's horse, horse I throw it out. If it's Shug's, you've got to take it seriously. He would not run in this race unless he thought the horse was good. 
Exactly. This horse continues to train aggressively and well. Do I think he can win? No. He can but pick can up the pieces. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Blazing Sevens. Again, I'd ignore except for Chad Brown. What's your thoughts? He's the third good magic offspring in this field. Madge and Perform are the others. Madge and Perform are horses who have great acceleration. Good magic is the opposite. He's a grinder. Uh, he upset a weak and distance challenge field in the Champagne going a one-turn mile last year. But his career best came three back in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. Uh, he was pace-aided, but he did have a rough trip. He ran honestly. But it did look like there was a gap, a real gap, between him and the best of the division. Two back off the bench in the Fountain of Youth. He had a shaky start for the third time in his career. Starts are a problem for this horse sometimes. But it was a horrendous performance, regardless of how he broke. Last time, he put blinkers on, returning to a Keeneland surface he likes. He was pace and wide trip compromised. He made a good middle move. He was late changing leads. He flattened out, but he galloped out well. The bluegrass horses, including Tappet Rice and Verifying, were not really stretch contenders in the Kentucky Derby. They did not run horribly, but they did not run great. Though Ray's Kane, who uh, Blazing Sevens did beat in the bluegrass, did finish in front of, he ran really, really good, sneaky good in the derby. He's a horse to watch down the road someplace. He's going he's gonna to win some races. Uh, now, Blazing Sevens is third off a layoff. He's worked longer and faster. Brown is really trying to get to the bottom of him, and Brown likes the freakness. He's won it twice in recent years. He likes bringing a rested horse in here against horses who've been hard used in the Derby. Brown is all about spacing his horse's races to maximum effect. We're going to see the best this horse has. I agree, Mike. I don't think it's going to be good enough, but he is an underneath factor. Agreed. First mission, Lexington winner, another big trainer, Brad Cox. This is going to be the hot horse and the buzz horse. I'm sure the Bat- Baffert's horse will get plenty of attention, too, but this has been the buzz horse for a really long time. Uh, he's making his fourth start. He couldn't beat his more precocious barn mate, Bishop's Bay, uh, when they debuted at the fairgrounds going six furlongs. Bishop Bay has come back to run good figures in an A other than allowance race, which he won on the stretch out in New Orleans, and then he was a very, very good second in the Peter Pan at Belmont last weekend. Now, Bishop's now first mission trying to rally against Bishop's Bay had trouble with his lead change in his debut. He was green. He easily broke his maiden did first mission, though subsequently on the stretch out against a modest field. He had an easy trip. The horse he was pressing was a hopeless 35-to-1 front runner, so he didn't have to work really hard. Then he took Lasix off, stepped up in the gray three Lexington uh, a week after the bluegrass. There were seven dirt races that day at Keeneland. No front runners won. No inside all the way horses won. In the Lexington, a Bafford third raider, not a second raider, a third raider, maybe a three and a half raider, Arabian Lion, cleared the field, set a composed pace. First mission got a good trip basically in the pocket just behind him. Now, he rallied through the stretch. He was in some relatively tight quarters on that bull rail while rallying. He showed some heart. He showed some tenacity. He showed some class coming through. But he was wearing down a third raider 
who was running against the bias. The third finisher in that race, Disarm, did run a good fourth to the uh, high satisfaction of some in the Kentucky Derby. Uh, now, first mission stretches an eighth of a mile. That should be fine for him. But he picks up eight pounds, which I think is a little significant. Now, he's also going to have a much tougher trip in this race than he had in his two previous routes when he did not lose ground, when he was running against horses who were distance and stamina and class challenged. Uh, he does have a super pedigree. He does have talent. But I haven't seen that brilliant oomph in this horse. I haven't seen explosive athleticism in this horse. He's a good horse, but he's going to have to show some gears and acceleration that I really haven't seen. I think he's going to run well. I think he could get a good setup, potentially, but I don't see this horse quite in the same light as some of the other people. All right, we know what Mage can do. He ran a good derby. He got a good pace. He got a great trip. Castellano did a great job. Uh, Typical good trip. Uh, closer off a fast pace. Uh, it's him and National Treasure, maybe Blazing Sevens, first mission, and then perform on the outside, maybe coming late. What's your thoughts? Are any of them going to run against the Derby winner here? Are any of them a super threat against the Derby winner here? I think, uh, I think National Treasure is a huge threat because there is a strategic and tactical 360-degree turn in this race as opposed to the Derby. And one of the oldest cliches in horse racing is pace makes the race. Now, Mage has truly stupendous acceleration on dirt going a distance of ground, something you seldom see in thoroughbreds these days. Make no mistake about it, this horse can brush unbelievably and in the Derby, he showed improved sustainability of it. In the Florida Derby, he blew by Forte like Forte was standing still. And in the Kentucky Derby, he won that race because he blew by Angel of Empire. Yep. Like that horse was standing still. Sure did. Angel of Empire was in front of Mage going into the second turn. Absolutely. He followed him into the hole, tip seven wide, and went right by him. Yep. Yep. So, this, But the thing is, when you do that... You have to get some pace help. Is he going to get a that. decent? Who's going to who's going to make National Treasure go faster than forty eight to the half in this race? Well, if you're if you really believe in your horse, you have the Derby winner. I believe in my horse. Maybe it's you. Mage was on the lead going seven furlongs in his debut. Uh, he he's, he obviously has a turn of foot. I mean, there's three things he can do. He can say, I am the Derby winner. I have evolved my style as a deep closer. I'm going to do what brought, my he- brought me here. I don't care what happens in front of me. I'm going to make that brush. I'm the best horse. Or you could say, I'm the Derby winner. I'm the best horse. I can employ any style. National treasure, you're putting blinkers on. You have the one post. You have John Velasquez. You're going to go fine, I'm going with you, and I'm better, and I'm going to put you away, and none of those tomato cans behind you are going to be able to catch me. Or you could hedge and say, I'm going to be a little bit closer than I normally am, but you know, I'm not going to go on a suicide mission. I'm going to try to sit in the middle. That's the option I hate. I hate that option. That's a loser's option. 
choose one or the other. Say, I'm going with National Treasure. I'm going to stick with them. I'm better. Or stick with your style that brought you here. But All right. His strategy uh, do we, have a, do we have a triple crown horse going to Belmont? No. No. Because Major's greatest asset, his great, great acceleration, is a negative in the Belmont. The Belmont no, no, I'm saying do we have race. Mage win this race? Oh, 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 I'm sorry. I, I, I will he go to that. the Belmont? Will, we'll, we'll worry about the Belmont in a couple of weeks. Will he go to the Belmont a winner? I, I don't think so. I don't. I, I, I intuitively, I have to play against good horses when the tactical situation is different. I agree. This race doesn't set up great for Mage. I'd be the first to admit it, and it sets up great for National Treasure. I don't know exactly what uh, Cox's horse on the outside is going to do. I would think he would leave for a position. I think he would get himself a very good trip on the outside. There's only eight horses in the race, and three or four of them can't run at all. So uh, I would think uh, he would get a decent trip, and then Mage is going to come late. If he doesn't get a fast enough pace to close into, he won't catch him. That's exactly as I see it. And I don't think first mission is quite up to first time against this caliber being able to, to take advantage of anything. So I likeliest winner point. is? To me, national treasure. I think this is handicapping 101, the dominant speed. And second would be Mage, and then who would be the uh, would Perform be your third horse or first mission? I, I, I would put Perform third, yes. I would take a shot with him third with the idea that he'll improve, whereas Blazing Sevens really won't improve that much. And first mission might be in a situation where he's harder used than normal and might have to hang a little bit in the, in the final eight. And Perform making the last run can nip him for that, for that spot. All right. The, the, the Belmont, if Mage wins, the Belmont will be a much more interesting race than this was. This is a race, I think, between National Treasure and uh, Mage. I agree with that. Uh, I, know, I know you're a little tight on time today. Thank you, Brad, and we'll uh, see you in a couple of weeks for the Belmont. Take care, guys. Thank, Thank you. you, Brad. Brad Thomas, uh, we have a lot more to do this weekend. We'll keep you up to date on the PGA and everything else that's going on, the basketball Told you yesterday I thought the Heat had a good chance uh, to steal game one. They did. That makes this a very interesting series. I think a seven-game series. Uh, I'm not saying now the Heat are going to win it. I think the Celtics will still win it seven, but I think now we've got a very long series. I thought that they'd get a chance to steal it. I thought Butler would be a key down the stretch. He was. And uh, they hit some big shots and won the game. So the basketball is very interesting right now in both series. We'll keep you up to date on that all weekend long. And remember, uh, for all of your wagering needs, it's Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app for all of your wagering needs. Bet Rivers in New York and New Jersey. Play Sugar House in Connecticut. We'll see you later. Thanks for listening to the Mike Francesa podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Hey, it's Mike Miss here. What a time to be a Philly sports fan, and you can share the excitement with me each week on the Mike Missinelli Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Listen and subscribe to the Mike Missinelli Podcast today, wherever you get your podcasts.